And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and it seems lately, as always, we're talking about another loss by your Toronto Raptors. Raptors lose 116-105 to 105 to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Raps have now lost eight games in a row and dropped to 17-25 and 25 on the season. This music makes me feel happy. That's not really the mood I'm in right now, so I feel like we should turn down the music and have a discussion here. Because, you know, this is a Wrap It Up podcast. The only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. We take your comments and questions on a bunch of different places. We're streaming live on Twitch, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Please send in your comments and questions. And I know, Raptors fans, I say that because I'm assuming you guys have a lot to say. Because eight straight losses is a lot. And there are times when, you know, you can give reasons, not excuses, but give reasons for bad performances or bad losses. This, I'm going to say, is just a horrible loss for the Raptors. There's no sugarcoating. There's no other way to put it. They lose 116-105. to 105, And let's be honest, they got punked by Colin Sexton. If you're a Raptors fan, and, and you know, we're talking pre-championship wave. If you go back with this team, you know there's a long history of losing to the Cavs. And normally that would happen to LeBron James. It'd be LeBron punking the Raps. It'd be LeBron, you know, pretending to drink a beer, you know, when, when the, the lady walked by, oh, remember when there were fans sitting courtside and people were serving them? Anyway, story for another day. But it would be LeBron who would be punking the raps, mocking the raps, dissing the raps. And tonight, I just watched Colin Sexton punk off the Raptors. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I can't, I can't hide from that fact. If you watch that game, and let's be honest, only diehard Raptors fans watch that game. They're, it's Sunday night. There's a bunch of other things you could be watching. One of my boys messaged me saying he was watching Grey's Anatomy with the wife. I said, that's a great call. That's a great call. I almost wish that I was watching Grey's Anatomy because that Raptors game was terrible. And here, here's a few other things. March Madness is also on. So if you're watching March Madness, more power to you. But this Raptors game, this Raptors team, you're on a seven-game losing streak. You come into this game, and if you're really serious about the playoffs, you think this back-to-back against Cleveland and tomorrow night against the Rockets, you got to get those two games, right? Like, that's got to be the mindset coming in. And instead, the Raptors come out in this game, and from the get-go, Colin Sexton and the Cavs just took it to the Raps. And the game was ugly in the beginning, right? Both teams, there were a lot of turnovers and super sloppy. Both teams getting easy breakaways off of turnovers. Things were going just, it was an ugly, ugly game in that first half. Rap sled after one. Norm got off to his first quarter Norm stuff again as he had 10 points in the first. Sexton had eight. Second quarter, you know, Nick Nurse is still searching for who his bench is behind Chris Boucher. And 
we saw a lot of minutes for Malachi Flynn, saw a lot of minutes for Paul Watson, and they were doing a pretty solid job. But Sexton is an energy guy, right? Like he's super skilled. He has talent for sure. But one of his greatest strengths is the fact that my guy's motor is always going. He's all over the place. Sometimes he seems out of control and it's kind of like he's balancing that fine line. But at the end of the day, he got things going for them. And at the very end of the first half, it looked like him and Norm kind of got tied up at midcourt before the long pass to Fred. Fred goes up, and then all of a sudden, there's an argument going back and forth between Colin Sexton and Fred Van Fleet. And then Norm comes out of nowhere to step in <laughs> with, the, with the straight energy of, bro, who are you? I couldn't read lips. There's no fans. There's no one courtside to tell us what was being said. But I'm just doing the body language thing and reading the vibes Norm came at him with. <laughs> and that energy was just like, yo, chill out, man. We've seen that before. Very Toronto mans, some might say. But the point is, Colin Sexton was feeling himself a little bit and tried to step to Freddie. And Norm wasn't having that. And I liked that. I like that from Norm. There's no back down from this team. And in the second half, when it started, I thought, you know what? That might, the old Raptors, the Raptors that we're used to watching, would have that happen, and then that would motivate them in the second half. That would lead them to a comeback because they'd be so fired up at the level of disrespect shown by a dude named Colin Sexton in his second year in the league to have the audacity to be talking smack to legitimate NBA champions. That's what I thought was going to happen. And instead, in the second half, because remember, at the half, it's a two-point game. The Cavs are up, just two. But in the second half, to start, Sexton came out super aggressive. My guy's getting a layup, and then he's looking back at the raps, and he's clapping his hands, saying he got fouled, and he's looking, and he's saying, let's go, let's go, and he's talking mega trash, and I don't, I was, I was stunned at this. I had to catch myself and say, wait a second, I've seen this before in that Cavs jersey, but that was LeBron James. This is not LeBron James. This is Colin Sexton, and he came out with that energy, and he led his team. They they started off well. They started off three of three at in that third quarter. The Raps were zero of six to start, and it got worse for the Raps. They end up calling a timeout, and you see Kyle Lowry trying to get the Raptors all fired up at you know in the huddle. And at that point, you look at it and you're thinking, I don't recognize this team. A lot of these guys look familiar. But this isn't the same team that we're used to watching and seeing. It was so insane. Kyle Lowry getting mad, trying to fire everybody up. And even still, when the Raps came back out of that timeout, they started to play a little bit better. I mean, then, I mean, let's be honest. The run didn't happen right after that because the Cavs kept coming. The Cavs were still hustling. The Cavs were the ones getting the loose balls. Sexton was hitting threes. He was getting his mid-range game going. They were up. It was up to what? 17? Like the lead was over 20. It was at least 22 at one point. And the Raps were getting blown out. And there was a lineup of Malachi Flynn, Patrick McCaw, Stanley Johnson, Aaron Baines, and Fred Van Vliet. And at that point, I thought, okay, well, we see what Nick Nurse is doing here. 
he's he's basically giving up on his bench and he's just drawing at straws right now trying to find somebody anybody to give him some type of energy and people always wondered why does Nick Nurse love Patrick McCaw why did he randomly give Stanley Johnson minutes well we just saw it because those guys came in the game and while they might not be offensively gifted they bust their ass on defense they started getting turnovers the Raps go on a crazy run to at least make this game seem close because it wasn't close. And there was still like six minutes left and the Raps cut that lead to about eight. I think it got down to six was the closest. But the point is they came back and made a game of it. And I thought, I honestly thought, I sent a bunch of text messages to friends saying the Raps are going to win this game. And the reason why I thought that again is because I caught myself believing this is still the same Raptors team that we've been used to watching the past however many years, three years, and it's just not, because you know what, even if a bad game like this happened, and they started to come back with their defense at the end, the old Raptors find a way to pull out that win, a win that they didn't, they wouldn't have deserved to win, a win that, you know, if you go pre-three years ago Raps, and pre-Damar and Kyle, like the early, you know, going way, way back, like those old Raptors teams where they'd get blown out, but then come back, make it close, or be up big and then blow a lead, like those Raptors teams, that's what this team looks like. And that part, like that smacked me in the face watching this game. And I thought they were going to come back and win at one point because it, it was so familiar. They did it with defense. They were turning over the Cavs. They are getting on the fast break and cutting the lead down but the problem is and this has been a problem throughout the season and our diehard listeners will know that i've been harping on this since last season but what do you do in winning time what are the shots that you're getting because all this analytics talk likes to disrespect the mid-range game and you know the shots that aren't a three-pointer and a layup but what all those analytics don't account for is what happens when the defense intensifies and you're not necessarily going to get all the way to the cup in crunch time. Or you're not going to get the wide open three looks that you were getting for the rest of the game. You're not going to get those same looks in crunch time. That's why sometimes, as we say, the NBA is a simple game. Keep the game close and it's my best player versus your best player. Who can make the plays? And the Raptors could make the plays. They got it to six. Freddie missed a three, Kyle missed a three, and that's kind of always what happens to the Raps in these situations. They end up with getting shots that are just difficult shots. Like, I mean, Dame Lillard and Steph, KD, like how many of those dudes are, you know, confidently just taking a three-point shot like it's a layup in crunch time? So it's just tough. It's tough. They're able to get close, they're able to come back, but then when it becomes winning time, they struggle to score. Who's the guy that you're giving the ball to that has just a go-to, one-two dribble, get into your spot? Like, I know people get mad when we bring up Kawhi, but there's lessons to be learned. And we talked about it during that whole championship run. How many times you would hear Kawhi say, well, I just got to my spots. And what he he's literally saying is, he practices every single day and high elite basketball players, they have their go-to move. They have their spots on the floor that they like, that if they get to those spots, it doesn't matter what the defense does. The ball's going in. 
and the Raptors just struggle in those situations now. And every other facet of the game, they can play defense, they can do whatever, but once it gets to winning time and you need a basket, that's where this team struggles. And again, this the score or even this game coming back and making it close and Raptors having a chance to win is very unfair because they didn't deserve to be in this game because they played not well the entire time. This was a bad, bad loss. So I'm interested to hear what you, what you the Raptors fans have to say because this is another one of those pods where, again, eight straight losses for the Raps. I know the people listening to this pod are the diehard Raptor fans that really want to just vent, air out their grievances, talk this out. What does this all mean? What is going on with this team? Is this the end of an era? What is happening? So I'm going to get to some comments. Really appreciate you guys. Again, if you want to get at us live, just know you can hit us up on Twitch, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Instagram. Like and subscribe. Share it. Share the link. Tell your friends. Like the video. All that. All that fun stuff. My boy Travis on Twitch says, You just got Sexland. Don't mess with Young Bull. I mean... Even after the game, Sexton like dropped the ball down and was acting all tough. I mean, when you win, I guess you get to do that. I don't know. Do the Raptors play the Cavs again this season? Because if they do, be very interested to see what happens in that matchup. Heck, I mean, by the end of the week, I'm very interested to see what happens to the Raps because, I mean, man, you hope they win tomorrow against the Rockets who have now lost 20 straight games. And I can't even fathom that. Like, the Raptors' losing streak is at 8. 20? Like, (laughs) right? That is so much. So, I mean, you hope the Raptors win the game tomorrow and you don't become the 21st, or you sorry, you don't end the 20-game losing streak. You really hope that's the case. But getting a split out of this back-to-back really puts a dent into the Raptors' playoff hopes. And... If we're being honest about those Raptors playoff hopes, what you really got to be thinking about is the play-in tournament, right? So things are tough right now. Things are really tough for the Toronto Raptors as, I mean, the Cavs now just moved a game behind the Raptors in the standings for 11th place. Again, the play-in tournament is seven teams, seven through 10. This is just a weird, weird thing. But I'm going to get to comments again. And if you ever miss a podcast live, know we got you covered wherever you get your podcasts. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Again, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. That's how you support the move that is the Wrap It Up podcast. Let me go to Instagram. First comment here says, Siakam is the worst max contract player in the NBA. Um, I don't know. I need to see a list of the worst max contract players in the NBA. Uh, that comment though, by Rahul is in reference to the fact that Pascal Siakam did not enter the game again after subbing out in the fourth quarter, even though the Raps made a bit of a run. And even though at a certain point we saw Fred come back in, we saw Kyle come back in, OG came back in. And I'm looking here on Twitter to see if there's any comments here. Josh Lewenberg on Twitter says, Nurse said that Siakam is doing okay physically after the long layup, the long layoff. 
pardon me, still getting his conditioning back, but the decision to go without him in the fourth was more about sticking with the guys that got them back into the game than anything else. Uh, more comments though. Here's uh, Nurse on Lowry. Nurse says Lowry asked him to stay out of the huddle for a bit so he could try and spark the team. Quote, that's Kyle and Fred's. Those guys, that's Kyle and Fred. Those guys are super competitors. They're going to try to motivate the players, push them, and try to get them to play harder. It's just, this is a weird thing. Like, I don't remember seeing a Raptors team like this in a while. It's a foreign sight. It really is. Haven't seen that in a long, long time. But this is where we're at, Raptors fans. Let me hear what else you guys are saying. Glow Girl Smile says, Unfortunately, after the scuffle before the half, Sexton res responded and took over the third. This eight-game losing streak feels horrible. At this point, Raps just need to get a win. Raptors made the Cavs turn over but couldn't capitalize. Totally agree. Also, of note, Raptors fans, you know, maybe it's kind of, I mean, as the tank talk happens, I see over on another screen here that uh, the Oklahoma State game has just started. Cade Cunningham, the projected number one overall pick. I mean, he's not a player to tank for. Like, he's not that, you know, level of, you know, this NBA draft where it's a LeBron or even it's a Melo or a D. Wade. But my guy's pretty nice. <laughs> he's pretty nice. Anyways. Aisha says, I am a positive person up until today. I had hopes we would will make the playoffs. This is sad. I will still watch games, but there's no expectations from now on. I think that might be the feeling of a lot of Raptors fans at this point. You know, you're watching, you're hoping. There's still enough things with this team to watch for. Like, you still want to see, you know, can these guys stay healthy? Is Norm going to continue this whole thing where, you know... He was playing well, but then as mentioned, again, if you listen to this pod, I talked about it the whole time. Would Norm continue to play well once everyone came back? Norman Powell, if we go to his stat line for this game, this was not a good game for Norman Powell at all. I mean, this game wasn't a good game for most Raptors, Raptors players. And I mean, 7 of 16, 18 points, not bad. A lot of that came late, right? It was a, it was a weird game. Siakam was 4 of 12 for 9 points. Siakam, the only starter, not in double figures, by the way. Only played 25 minutes in this game. But Norm was 7 of 16. OG was 7 of 15. Kyle, 4 of 14. Freddie, 8 of 24. And Freddie, Freddie left it all out on the floor, man. There were times where, you know, Freddie doesn't have it yet. You can tell he's a little bit off still. But that guy has guts. Like, he was just balling hard. He was trying hard. He had, he put out everything out there on the floor. Sexton was going at him and talking trash, and Freddie was going right back at him. And, you know, Sexton obviously got the best of him in this game. But at the end of the day, you, you can't question Fred Van Vliet's heart. And with Freddie and Pascal and OG just now coming off of this COVID list, we don't know. We're never going to know how much it really hurt them in terms of, you know, their recovery and how quickly they'll, you know, be back to 100%. But this Raptors team, man, this this isn't this isn't good. This isn't good where things are at right now. And it's making people wonder is, I mean, the deadline is this week. What are people thinking? Uh, Nate says, hard schedule this upcoming week, which is a great point as well from Nate because the Raptors sked. This is also why it was super important to get this win. 
not only because you're on a you were on a losing streak that is now up to eight games, not only because you're trying to get back into the playoff hunt, but because you need to win against the bad teams because after Houston, Wednesdays against Denver, Fridays against Phoenix, Sundays against Portland, Mondays against Detroit. Okay, you hope you win that game. Then you got Oklahoma City, who's playing a lot better. Golden State, the Raps already lost to this season. Washington, who is playing a lot better as of late, somehow. I mean, the Lakers, I guess LeBron is out for a while. We don't know. But the point is, that's a long stretch there of a lot of tough games. And when you're dealing with a team that doesn't have a lot of depth, which this is a thing that's not an excuse, but the reality of this season, if you don't have depth and you're playing a lot of three games in four nights, like, I'll be honest, guys, I'm super tired right now by the Raptors three games in four nights after the second game, and I'm just tired from going to work. I'm not playing basketball. Like, my point is that this is difficult to do for the Toronto Raptors, and when you don't have depth, and so those guys, Freddie, like imagine Freddie and Kyle, like you got to guard Colin Sexton running around, running around, running around, and then drop 25 yourself. It's just a lot. And I'm not making an excuse. I'm not saying that they can't do it. I'm just saying it's a lot to ask. Again, there's levels to this. Aisha says, been thinking. Sexton got fed got fed out of the feud, uh, the feud if it had a negative effect on Norm and Fred. I don't know. It was weird. I, I expected the opposite reaction, but then I realized I was basing that off the old Raptors. Inches says... I'm still baffled that there are still fans that actually watch games that think this team can accomplish anything this season. Just call it quits and fade for Cade. <laughs> this team is too good to to tank. Like, that's the honest truth. You know, to tank successfully, you need to do things like have 20-game losing streaks. That's how you tank. And if if we're really talking about this, the other part of what's going on with the Rockets they got so many different uh, draft picks floating around that they need to finish in the bottom four. Because if they don't, I'm pretty sure they're, it's a pick swap and that pick goes somewhere else. So right now, if I look at this, they are in third last. And I mean, you're, oh, sorry, second last, my bad. So it's close. It's close at the bottom. And this end of the the end of this season, you're really gonna see some teams fall off, right? Because there's been a lot to deal with this year, obviously, and a lot of players are tired, and a lot of players just there's bigger things going on than basketball. I'll say that. So if the basketball side of it isn't going that well, it might become easier to be distracted by what else is going on in the world, right? So interested to see how that all plays out, but I don't think the Raptors are in a position to tag for Cade Cunningham, even though I'd love to see Cade Cunningham in a Raptors uniform, but I think the Raps are too good to tank. Elijah says, if the Raptors don't want to show up and play, they need to go back to Toronto. They show no pride. After those antics, they should have come out and beat them. Instead, they got punched in the mouth and laid down. Fly Miss says, this team's problems go further than just getting a new setter. Not sure if it can be fixed within the next four days. 
That part I agree with. I don't think you should give up assets to get a center that you might not re-sign. Like, you make that trade if you think whoever you're trading for is a part of your future going forward. But if that's not the case, I would not make the trade. That's just me. Because who are you getting that's making that much of a difference that's making you believe that adding this, giving up whatever you would need to get up to get said center to then maybe make the play-in tournament and then you have to face the Sixers or the Nets in the first round? I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And the play-in tournament... I mean, at least in normal times, you could say, well, at least you get some home playoff games because I think the play-in tournament, someone gets a home game out of that. I don't know how the seedings go. I don't remember. But in this instance where they're playing in Tampa anyways, would you care about watching the play-in tournament? I mean, you'd care, but would you really, really care is what I'm saying. I don't know. Tim says... Oh, well, here's... Oh, sorry, I skipped some comments. Uh, K2's Garnett. This game made no sense to me. Feel like we should call this a Tampa Raptors season and don't count it. <laughs> Another comment. Imagine paying Siakam 30 mil a year to put up nine points. I'm going to ease up on the Pascal slander because we don't know how rough his belt was. With COVID, we know that he's back in the lineup and playing. But I'm going to give my guy a little bit to try to get back up to speed before uh, you start crushing him about playing bad games or not playing well. That's just me. And maybe that I have an extra level of sympathy because I know what I went through and I know how long it took me to feel better and I couldn't imagine playing a professional basketball game. But yeah. Tim says, time to bottom out and get a high draft pick. Uh, more comments. Ghosts of LeBron tonight in the form of Sexton. I don't know. Th there's a lot here. And and I give you guys a lot of credit. I appreciate you guys rocking with me here on the pod. Stanley says Siakam needs to be better. Fred too. Uh, more comments. Uh, three things the Raptors need to do to become a de uh, contender. One, depth. Two, a go-to score. Three, any center behind besides Baines. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's talk rap says the refs are going to help Houston win tomorrow night. Just watch and don't be surprised. Come on guys. Like that's not the angle we're going with this. Is it can't be can't be. Um, Stanley said Houston needs to snap the losing 20 raps need help. I'm, if the Raptors lose to the Cavs like that will officially be rock bottom of the season. If you lose to the Cavs, and end their, or to the Rockets, pardon me, because losing to the Cavs was bad enough. But if you lose to the Rockets and end their 20-game losing streak, that is officially rock bottom for this Toronto Raptors season. It just is. <laughs> Fly Miss says, the fact that we have to hope that, the, that Houston continues their 20-game losing streak in order to get a win is sad. And I appreciate that comment because it's so true. Because even if the Raptors win that game, it's still a disappointment that you couldn't even sweep this back-to-back. -back. It's still going to be a disappointment because you left wins on the table. That is something you're supposed to do. If you're really talking about being a serious team, you're not dropping games to the Rockets. And you're definitely not getting punked by by Colin Sexton either. I'm very interested to see the Raptors post-game after this because I'm, I'm going to assume that Kyle and company are not going to be happy at all. 
I'm assuming they're not going to hold punches. It's going to be, yeah, this is a bad loss. This is a horrible, 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 horrible loss for the Toronto Raptors. I'll stick around and get some more comments, though, because there's a lot of you guys in the chat on YouTube. Really appreciate you guys. Anne says, after COVID, it took Jason Tatum three weeks to get his full game strength. Uh, yeah, and that's going to vary for everybody, right? It's going to be different. And if Tatum, if that was Tatum's, you know, you're not going to know what it's going to be like for Fred. You're not going to know what it's going to be like for Pascal. And honestly, you're not going to... It's it's a tough thing to talk about because you don't know how much or how open or you don't know how open they should be, right? Like it's such a weird balance because you're playing games and then now are you at an, a disadvantage if the other team knows that, hey, you're, you're, you get winded quickly still. So are, are they going to try to run you around a little extra more, run you off screens extra more? You know what I'm like? It just ends up in a very weird place. And this is just a tough, a bad spot the Raps are in. Hardjap says, we haven't had a game where Lowry takes over in a long time. I've been saying Lowry is, it's a different Kyle Lowry. He's going to give you spurts, but he's not going to have, it's not the same Kyle Lowry that we've seen in the past few years. It's just not. This was supposed to be the transition year of it becoming Freddie's team. It's becoming Pascal's team. And the fact that in this season, we're still looking around and looking at looking for Kyle to be the one to take over late. It's a tough spot. Harji Possel says, uh, what a different surge and Gasol made. Yeah. Not only is it just solid big guys, but it's vets. Uh, people made fun of me in the chat for me always saying you need grownups to be a real championship team or a real contender. And not only did the Raptors lose two starting centers, cause either of those guys could start, but also the Raptors lost two veteran leaders in their locker room, right? Marcus Gasol, if you think about that playoff run, he had some very rough games and he never got frazzled. He never got, you know, he never got worried, stayed even keel and would bounce back and have good games and would find other ways to contribute, whether it was playing lockdown defense. Serge Ibaka, We've heard how much Serge helped Terrence Davis in terms of getting acclimated to the NBA. We've heard how much Serge Ibaka meant to OG behind the scenes and their budding relationship. So you lose veteran presence and, you know, that stuff that we don't get to see behind the scenes. How do you deal with the, lo the losses? It's easy to deal with the wins, but how do you deal with the losses, right? And if you really go back to those championship years, that was a bigger deal. How do you deal with the losses? And I bring that up because famously, remember the Raps lose a tough game two in the NBA Finals, right? They If they played horribly in game two, and if they played just okay, they go up 2-0 in the NBA Finals and heading to Golden State with a 2-0 lead. And instead, what ended up happening is they lost. And if you remember, and shouts to the dudes at Open Gym for getting the footage, but remember, Nick Nurse is giving the, the speech in the locker room saying, well, hey, hopefully we can go to Golden State and get a split. And Kawhi famously said, fuck that, let's get both. How do you react in the tough times? That's what shows the merits of your squad. That's what shows just how well your team is going to do. It's easy when you're winning. It's easy when things are going well. What do you do when things get tough? 
and says, we love this team and we must support them. Even when they are struggling, our words of encouragement go a long way. Love the positive vibes. I hear you. Hubert says, keep our young version, Boucher, OG, Fred, Pascal, Norm, and the rest might be available. I mean, that you just said the, that's, that's a lot of guys. It's a lot of people. But either way, tough loss for the Toronto Raptors as they fall 116 to 105. It sounds so weird. I have to keep reading the score because it doesn't seem to make sense. It doesn't. It's not like I'm talking about the Toronto Raptors team that we know and love, that we've come familiar with over the last three years. But here we are. Again, a very tough loss for your Toronto Raptors as they fall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. 116 to 105. Again, 116 to 105. I mean, the Raptors have lost eight in a row. They are now 17 and 25. Colin Sexton with 36 points in this game. A horrible loss for the Toronto Raptors as Colin Sexton did a little bit of everything and the Raptors had zero answers. They have a chance to end their losing streak after a long flight to Houston and they play the Rockets. The same Houston Rockets that have lost 20 in a row. And hopefully, the next time we talk, it will be after handing Houston their 21st straight loss and the Raptors ending this eight-game losing streak. Because I'm going to be honest, if it goes the other way, woo! Well, either way, we'll climb that bridge when we get there. But until then, again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in to this The Wrap It Up podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. As always, you can catch us live right after every game, streaming on Twitch, On Blast Podcast is that address. You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram and on YouTube. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Just search Sheldon Alexander. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. And if you ever miss a podcast live, just know, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and again on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. This is the Wrap It Up Podcast, and we do this just for you, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show there is. This is a safe space, people, just for you, Raptors fans. Air out your grievances. Times are tough. We're here for you. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I always used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh, blast.